Welcome to the Chaos Plan, where the odds may not always be in your favor. Thank you for listening to this introduction of the Chaos Plan. We will be doing these regularly as part of the Homebrew Review Podcast. Uh, After we get a couple of these released, we will start just putting them in whenever we have a new person join in the group. And that could be anyone at any time. All it takes to join the game is to donate and be a part of our Patreon page. For $2 a month, you're guaranteed this style of game as well as larger groups of four to six people, depending on how many people are able to record at whatever time we say we are going to. This will be done mostly over our Discord channel, which is another perk of our Patreon page. If you join for just a dollar, not only will you have access to all of the audio files there, but you can also listen to us live. We will be recording, like I said, on Discord, so just mute your mic and listen in on the fun. We really hope to see you all here as this is something that we are very, very passionate about and want to keep going. This is a live style game and will be a ton of fun for anybody that wants to join. If you have friends and groups, all of you guys can donate and play as a group when you are able to. I will not be the only DM. I know you guys are probably getting tired of hearing me. So we will also have guest DMs running their own games in this in my world. So we hope to see you there. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Chaos Plan. This is another introduction, and this time it is my introduction. Brayden, our wonderful friend from Down Under, will be doing this adventure and DMing it for me, and I am eternally grateful, because this is not anything that I would wish upon any DM. I will be running myself in a D&D world. Due to my obsession with D&D in general, I stared too long into that abyss and found myself pulled into the world of Arcadia. At first I was shocked, but I've seen enough anime to know that this kind of thing happens sometimes. Armed with my meta-knowledge of how the world works and operates, I set out to find a way back. Not only to where I left from, but also to when I left from. Now if only I could find Dr. Stew. I am a human. Big shocker there. Since I was not born with D&D powers, I am forced to learn as I go. The background I chose was for another world for very obvious reasons, and the class that I will be emulating is the Adventurer class. I'm going with this one out of meta-knowledge that it allows for almost any class feature to be incorporated into it with the DM's discretion. I will aim to make the character that I would consider to be the most me if I was in this situation. So I begin my very unlikely, but not impossible according to anime, story. Hello everybody, Brayden here once again, but this time not playing a character. I will be playing God today. I'm <laughs> Dungeon Master over Bob. Uh, <laughs> Payback, right? To be chaos. <laughs> it's both exciting and terrifying at the same time, so I'm looking forward to it all. Uh, first things first, we established that you were within the Shadow Quest, but we need a particular location, so I'll get you to roll a d4 for Alright. And that was a one. Alright, we're going to be starting off at Dragon's Price. 
And uh, if I believe correctly, the architecture here is very uh, tribal. The uh, shacks and whatnot are made from old dragon bone with leather strewn across it. Uh, is there a dragon, in fact, here? Or is this, I believe, is this is the place where uh, the royals, I guess you could say, have kidnapped dragon eggs. Is that correct? Correct, yes. Uh, there is a black dragon that is kind of the guardian of uh, the Shadowed Cleft, and before, uh, when the shift had just happened and the dragons began terrorizing and magic changed and everything, uh, this black dragon would kill anybody that got near it. However, at one point, the uh, humans or whatever race originally got in here found the dragon's lair and stole a bunch of the eggs. And so this is the price the dragon is paying for its years of tyranny, is uh, they basically use the uh, dragon eggs to hold this dragon hostage to let it to keep it uh, eternally protecting the shadowed cleft, as opposed to killing anybody that got near it. Absolutely, and in that you uh, see so many of the people around you with dour looks on their faces. Just even due to being in the shadowed cleft itself, everyone here is uh, looking very down about this entire experience. It's very. Uh, dull on this day. Is the Dragon's Price underground or is it above? Uh, Dragon's Price is underground but there are several large tunnels and caverns that do open up uh, into the outer area. Yeah, so where you find yourself right now, you're almost in a ramshackle hammock of sorts, but this hammock is almost the size of a building. A number of small bones sort of jut up uh, and laying across it is another stretch of leather almost making this hammock sandwich of which you have been staying in in the past few days. Uh, your ally that you have rolled for is a gnome, a deep gnome, so he fits this area. A Oh, sorry, not deep gnome, a rock gnome. Uh, so he fits uh, the underground fairly well. Is a former gladiator. He would have told you that he spent a lot of time in the city in the rougher areas and uh, gained money through fighting other people and was fairly successful in doing so. He uh, is a rogue, and he is a, a divine herald. And the being or creature he is heralding, I will need you to roll a d4 for me. Alright. A four! Alright, so this would play into your backstory as well. Uh, he is an acolyte, currently, of the Raven Queen. Okay. So, so pairing with him over the last week or so, uh, you've gotten to know each other. His name is Rilshine Jewel Fingers. He wears a uh, large sort of um, cowboy-esque hat that is completely black <laughs> and has, <laughs> has a raven's feather sort of sticking out of it. He has a very large dark moustache that curls down around his face and uh, very weathered skin. Even though he has lived most of his life underground, the uh, constant sort of encounters he's endured over his lifetime has left him with scars and uh, pop marks and whatnot. You would also have known that you and your friend Brilchide have been searching for another acolyte of the Raven Queen. Uh, upon recently, you haven't had really any idea of where they have been. You've been searching for the darkness hiding, uh, looking throughout the entirety of the Shadowed Cleft for this uh, person. I'll get you to actually roll me a d8 to find out what this person's name is. Alright. Uh, seven. Alright, that is Zalji. He is a human. 
and he has been missing for the past month. Okay. He is also, yeah, he's also an acolyte. You have only heard whispers of him through uh, Grillshine, but he is apparently very uh, high up within the worship of the Raven Queen herself. Okay. All right, so as you are within this hammock, you are just waking up currently. You had a reasonable sleep. Uh, the sort of slow swing of this entire uh, structure sort of rocked you slowly. And as you wake up, you do see Grillshide uh, standing over you, just sort of looking down towards you as you're resting. He says, um, how are you feeling there, buddy? A uh, little disoriented, but uh, okay, I guess. You're not it, used to these kind of parts, are you? No, I, I can't see anything at all. Let me let me get a torch going and I'll <laughs> be a little bit better off. Uh, before you can even spark a torch up, he'll just put his hand down onto the end of the torch that you're about to light and uh, cast light on it. Okay, it's awesome. A, uh, the light itself cast is almost like darkness sort of creating light. Like the There's like this black hue that glows almost giving you a sense of dark vision around you instead of an actual light source. Awesome. Uh, he says, um, I had a bit of a dream last night. I think it was a, a message from the Raven Queen. What did I'll get you to roll a uh, D8 for me, Eugene. Yeah. I would be very intrigued uh, to know more. Uh, six. Ooh. He says, um, I'm not sure what exactly it was, but I saw these people worshipping over this giant creature made of slime. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Does anything like that ring a bell to you? <laughs> uh, giant creature made of slime. Uh, just for all the folks at home, since I'm playing myself in this game, I have all my meta-knowledge of D&D and the world and everything, so um, so I'm able to meta this a little bit. Um, so I would say, well, slime... Uh, would it depends on how big the creature is. I'm, I'm hoping it's not one of the demon lords because that would not be a good thing. <laughs> I'm hoping it's just a gelatinous cube or something. Uh, he says, uh, I think it was really big. I did see Zalgi in there. He was but an ant to this thing. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. I... I don't know how much detail you'd be able to see in the darkness, but I would go visibly paler by a long ways. <laughs> he says, um, what's wrong with you? You know what this creature is? I I remember reading about Jubilix, uh, forever devouring, hungering, slime, ooze lord, demon lord thing, and I'm not looking forward to confronting it if that is indeed what is going to happen. I will, uh... We'll say that Grillshard can just be called Grill because I'm starting to get sick of that name. But, yeah, go uh, for it. <laughs> I'll, roll, I'll roll a history or, oh, let's say Arcana check or religion perhaps to see if uh, Grill will under, or know what exactly you're talking about. Oh, he rolled a eight. So he says to you, uh, I'm not exactly sure what you're talking about. Can you elaborate for me? Uh... It's from, and this is going to sound really weird, but as you know, I'm not from around here. So there's this book called uh, Out of the Abyss, and uh, within it, it's an adventure that takes place underground, much like how we are now. And you have to fight a bunch of demon lords, and it's one of the demon lords there. And this creature, uh, and I'm just going to go on, and I'm basically just going to do the entire outline of the adventure up until the Demigorgon battle, and I really could use Squig and Bitterfang here right now. He's like, um, 
And you're saying this squig and bitifying are somewhere here? Maybe. I'm not sure on my timelines. I neglected to uh, use a calendar for uh, that, and they were make-believe, but technically this is all make-believe, but uh, ignore my rambling. His eyes sort of open, and he's like, I'm worried about you. (laughs) So am I. your time underground has driven you insane. I might not have been completely sane to start with. That's fair enough. (laughs) Anyways, I feel the Raven Queen pulling me somewhere underground. Okay. I think she has has plans for you, my friend. I hope she does, because I sure as hell don't. (laughs) He lets out a smile and sort of uh, gives you a pat on the back. He says, um... I squat down so he can pat my back instead of my butt. Yeah. Yeah. He'll give you a pat on the back of the hamstring. Yeah. yeah. Um, He'll cast guidance over you, not necessarily to aid you in any way, but just to give you a feeling of assurance as you uh, continue forth into the city. Uh, You make your way down off that giant swinging leather hammock. Uh, There's a wooden ladder that sort of is dangling down with rope and whatnot. Uh, you climb down the edges of it. It's almost like when you play those carnival games and it just topples over and over. It's very disorientating. But you manage to eventually get down probably 80 feet uh, to the cavern uh, ground below. There's a bunch of people walking around. A couple of rough-looking uh, folks walk past you. Uh, a burly dwarf sort of snarling in your direction. And, yeah, what would you like to do? Uh well, I would, if I've got that light, uh, how far, would the light extend far enough out that I could see what's going on? Ah, uh, yeah, it's essentially the light spell, so I'm fairly certain you got, you have vision out to 20 feet? Yeah, 20, and then I think dim for an additional 10 or 20, I don't remember. But would I be close yeah. enough to be able to see all that? Oh, absolutely, yeah, there's people walking past you, pushing past you now, you're in a fairly busier part of town. Oh, okay, uh, actually uh, inside the town, gotcha. Yes. Okay, yeah. Um, a number of sort of ramshackled huts are around you. People are sort of looking out towards you all. Okay, yeah, no, I would uh, definitely just try and get a sense for for uh, what is going on. My two languages that I have for some strange reason, um, I know languages here, but um, <laughs> I have common and undercommon as my two <laughs> languages, so I would just kind of be, uh, you know, just looking around, trying to get a feel for what's going on and keeping an eye on Grill next to me and kind of following his lead a little bit. Yeah, he'd, like, sort of have his hand on, like, the one of the tufts of your clothing, just sort of, like, pushing you forward but almost, like, guiding you through it. Trying to, since you're a larger uh, creature than he is, he's kind of using your size to his advantage to sort of part the crowd as you're walking through. A uh, number of dark elves... Uh, brush by giving you looks and everyone around here just looks generally uncomfortable with the situation and not hostile but a degree of sort of snootiness and standoffishness I'd say. Awesome. <laughs> just what I'm used to. <laughs> Snooty and standoffish people. <laughs> yes. Uh, as you are walking forward, let me just get up a generator here. And just uh, so it's known, uh, I put for my background, I had to choose a profession, um, and uh, since even though technically I manage a motel now, uh, most of my work experience has been in maintenance and groundskeeping and all that kind of stuff, and one of my items that I could take was a tool from my trade, 
So since I've done a lot of groundskeeping and that kind of stuff, I'm going to go ahead and bring a machete with me. Um, uh, kind of a machete with a saw blade on the back for cutting down uh, small trees and grasses and uh, all that kind of stuff. And so I wouldn't, it would be strapped up against my back, so I wouldn't have pulled it out. But I would definitely have one hand, you know, kind of rested on the hilt just in case somebody approaches. All right, so as you continue forward through the crowd, uh, you hear behind you, Grill uh, will say to you, he says, um, just off to the right here, there's a nice little spot where we can do some shopping for, I mean, before we get out. And you see, he pushes you forward, and written in undercommon there, you do see a sign saying, The Nutty Giant. <laughs> Okay. It is a. It is almost like a. If you know what a yurt is. Yes. Yes. It's like a very large yurt made from like gaily reptilian sort of leather, uh, darkish in color, and the front flap is open. I would not be able to help myself. I would definitely run my hand against the leather and just awe at what this monster could be, that or what this once could have been. Would you like to roll a nature check of some kind? Oh, for sure, yeah. I am proficient in that, believe it or not. Alright. Well, that doesn't do much. Uh, so that was a 12. Uh, you believe it to be so, definitely reptilian, of course. <laughs> uh, potentially a drake or maybe like a dragon wormling of some kind, but you're, you can't be certain. That's awesome. Alright, so I'm just getting up a general store random thing. I'll get you to roll me a d6, please. Oh, that was a D8. There's no 7 on a 6. Uh, that would be a 3. Mm-hmm, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Knickknacks will do. Alright, 3. Uh, you find a, when you enter, a number of just random knickknacks strewn about the place. A number of uh, adventuring uh, equipment sort of things you could use. Climbing kits, lanterns, a small sort of rowboat that you would be able to bring out and Put into whatever liquid is close by, uh, blankets, fishing tackle, and things of that nature. Oh yeah, for sure. I would definitely. Uh, I've got thirty-five gold to my name right now. Um, uh, started off with one hundred and thirty, uh, then had to buy equipment. But I would definitely look for um, uh, like a cooking kit and uh, like uh, something from home, like a pipe or you know tobacco, or whatever the equivalent is. I would definitely look for that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, there is a very burly uh, Goliath man within. As you enter in, he sort of gives you a nod, seeing Grill, who kind of lets out a toothy smile, but where his teeth should be, you see they've been replaced with a number of small, well-chipped stones. That's cool. And he he smiles towards you, looking at you, and says, um, Hello, welcome. Uh, yeah, I would... Yeah, I would definitely put a... What was that? I'll go for it. There you go, sir. Okay, I was going to say, yeah, I would definitely turn on the charm and say, uh, hello, uh, I'm looking for just some basic, uh, like a mess kit, uh, outdoor camping type stuff, uh, or outdoor exploring type stuff. I don't think camping would be, no. Anyway, um, but outdoor exploring type stuff uh, for food and rations, and uh, uh, if you have like a pipe and uh, tobacco, or uh, I guess non-hallucinogenic smokable, that would be great. I gotta keep my mind about me. He keeps a smile almost the whole time while you're talking, just nodding. Uh, he says, uh, Yeah, we have all of that. I s- just, as he sort of begins to start talking again, his eyes pass by you, looking to the entrance of the tent flap, 
and you hear the noise from outside slowly dim. Uh, I would definitely turn around and look and see what's going on. All right. Uh, you see a number of interesting-looking folks. Let me roll a random encounter to see who's at the door. <laughs> uh, for this random encounter, I'm using Cobalt Fight Club, and I am going to roll a urban encounter at a medium uh, well, it's been good talking to your folks. Uh, I will be dead in real life now after this. Uh, I'm, I'm mystically linked. I'm uh, pretty sure I saw oh, that wow. in an anime somewhere. <laughs> I'm not changing it. It's staying the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> you see, three scraggly looking urchin types <laughs> walking two draft horses in behind them. Okay, <laughs> that's fantastic. They, one of them is wielding a knife, and the horses look emaciated. Uh, the one at the front, they appear to be uh, dungeon-born, similar to what uh, Nephis was. Yeah. Their eyes kind of with a faint purplish glow, and you hear the one at the front, the most scraggly of them with the knife, say, um, Oi, put all the money on my horse. Uh, as you sort of turn around looking towards uh, the keeper of this um, establishment, he's like ducking behind the counter. I'll get you to roll initiative. That's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> and I would 100%... Draft horse. That is awesome. <laughs> I've never been attacked by a horse before like that, but I've been kicked by one, but never, never, <laughs> never attacked. But I would 100% say with a little bit of meta-inside knowledge, I would say, be careful. We both know who the hearth, uh, uh, goddess of the hearth is, and I don't want to have to invoke her name here. You see them sort of like grimace at the sound of that. Uh, just getting up the stats for draft horses. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I never expected that to ever get up the stats for draft horses. <laughs> that is fantastic, not going to lie. Be a new experience for me. I have never had to attack a horse either. <laughs> All right, what was your initiative? A nine. All right. Oh, Rosshide got eight. Okay. Now let's see about these lovely horses and ruffian, more well, urchin-looking. Yes. <laughs> I will roll the urchins in a group. They are going at. Initiative count 12. And then the horses. Alright. I have so many documents open on my computer right now. <laughs> Alright, and the horses will be going after you. The emaciated draft horses, which usually shouldn't be in this area, I believe, correct? Yeah, correct. Uh, it's mostly <laughs> tunnels and, and very uneven ground, so horses would not be na- native here by any means. They would probably be food for... They would be like livestock, food for uh, the dragons or drakes and, and people that ate horse and everything else. Absolutely. All right, so first up is going to be the urchins. So the one at the front of the pack uh, rushes towards you with his dagger, and he is going to attempt to stab you with it. Okay. That is going to be a 15 to hit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You take one point of piercing damage. Uh, As he rushes forward, he's beginning to, like, salivate almost. <laughs> he's going into a frenzy. Okay. Uh, rushing towards you. Swings over wildly with his hand, uh, 
in his frantic state, you kind of try to push him away, but it managed to just, just slice your arm. Oh, uh, for sure. The other two rushing in. One is going to attack uh, Grill with only a nine to hit, which will miss, and the other is going to attack a roll for it. Uh, you is going to roll a 14 to hit. Yes. Okay. Uh, this one is just attacking you with his fist, so you only take one point of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Down to 24. He socks you across the chin. Uh, I make sure, with my tongue, I make sure that all my teeth are still there. I think I'm pretty good still. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That would bring us to you. All right. Um... Then I will go ahead and uh, obviously I'm going to... Well, no, I wouldn't be able to take a step back because I opportunity. So um, I would draw the short sword and uh, look around and see if there's anything at my immediate disposal that I could use to make things difficult for these guys. Oh, yeah. There's a number of caltrops sort of just sitting on one of the tables. You could easily just brush that off yep. onto the floor. That is exactly what I will do. I will brush Caltrops right in front of me and uh, not, you know, move spaces, but, you know, just kind of lean back a little bit. Um, yeah, as you do that, they all sort of cascade across the floor, uh, clamoring around, and you watch them land perfectly among their feet. Awesome. Uh, and then I think that would be my action, wouldn't it? Sweeping the table? Ah, uh, yes. Okay, yep. Then, uh, yeah, just got my machete out and just kind of holding it menacingly. All right, uh, that will bring us to Grill. Grill is going to sort of take lead with you. Uh, he's going to sort of just stand behind you and hold an action in case one of them comes towards you again, and he is going to attempt to use his dagger if they come towards you. Okay. All right, so the two draft horses now, uh, standing at the front of the tent, uh, begin rushing over, their legs flailing everywhere like newborn giraffes <laughs> as they come over, attempting to kick each of you. So the first draft horse is going to attempt to kick you with its hooves for, oh, a 17 to hit. Yep. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. You are going to take mm, three, seven points of bludgeoning damage. Oof. <laughs> Horses hurt. <laughs> As, as it strikes you with its hoof, uh, Grill is going to stab into it with his dagger. And he just misses, unfortunately, with a nine to hit. Oh, no. <laughs> he watches, he goes to stab at its other gangly leg, strikes his arm, pushing it out of the way, and the attack uh, misses. Uh, the other draft horse is going to run forward now and attack Grill. Oh, yes, with a 21 to hit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Grill takes 10 points of damage. Oh, no. Yeah, Max. Yeah, and I'm doing it this at a little bit of a handicap because I technically don't have magic yet. We're going to do that later on, uh, I think. So this is an interesting fight. <laughs> All right, that will end everyone. Oh, their turn. Uh, now comes the urchins. Uh, the one with the dagger is seeing you sort of throw these caltrops down and draw your short sword. Uh, he is the only one out of the three of them that appears to be willing to come within range of that blade. The other two appear to be too cowardly. Uh, he's just going to slowly walk over towards you, I believe. Uh, he has to make, does he have to make a dex save for caltrops? Um, let me look them up. I believe it's dex. Sure. DC 15 dexterity saving throw. Okay. Ah, natural one. So, (laughs) 
Uh, what's the damage on that? One point of piercing damage, and the walking speed is reduced by ten feet. All right, you look down, seeing him step over the caltrops. Uh, his very thin feet are completely pierced as he steps down onto one of them, letting, letting out a horrible howl. Uh, he <laughs> He's, like, grasping at his foot now. Yeah. Uh, looks up towards you angrily. Uh, he's going to attempt to make an attack against you with his dagger. Oh, that's only going to be a two to hit. Okay, yeah, no, that'll miss. All right, he misses you with that strike as he's still sort of limping. You just managed to duck out of the way, the dagger uh, swinging to the wayside. Uh, the other two are just going to hold their ground and not walk anywhere, seeing this huge caltrop pierced their uh, leader ruffian's uh, foot. Uh, that'll bring us to your turn. All right, uh, I would be done with this crap. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to use the flat of the blade, so I'm going to do this non-lethally, but I am just going to wallop this dude as hard as I can with the flat of the blade of the machete. All right. Uh, that'll hit, I think, probably uh, 16 plus 3 for a 19. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. All right, and it'll deal. Ha-ha! <laughs> Six points of damage. Oh, you watch as he falls limp. The machete slapping against the side of his head as you retract it. It's sort of wobbling and... (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. I would definitely cringe as he hit the ground in that that mess of caltrops. I would be like, ooh, shit, sorry, dude. You shouldn't have done that. (laughs) Uh, The two friends behind him sort of like begin looking for which side of the tent they can lift up to exit. Okay, yeah, I would definitely, as I see them doing this, I'm like, don't leave him here. Take him with you. <laughs> All right. Anything else on your turn? Uh, then I'd probably just scream at the horses. Go shoot! <laughs> Those damn things hurt. <laughs> uh, roll a roll an animal handling check. Oh, okay, awesome. Uh, that <laughs> uh, that was a five. All right. The first one rolled a one. The second one rolled a thirteen. So the one that clopped you with its foot. Uh, immediately just begins hightailing it and runs directly into the side of the yurt, tearing a slight hole. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The other one sort of just, like, puts its feet on the ground and, like, kicks dust up behind it as it looks like it's rearing to charge. That's awesome. Alright, Grill's turn. He is going to cast one of his spells. You watch as he clasps at a symbol of the Raven Queen. Uh... Or we could even say he takes his feather out of his hat, the raven feather, uh, pressing it down onto your skin. You feel a slight tingle as you heal back six points of health. Oh, thank goodness. I, I your did. bruises caused by the punching and the slight slash managed to uh, stitch themselves up. Oh, yeah. I, I, I do the head crack side to side thing and like, much better. Thank you. He gives you a nod. Uh, that'll bring us on to the last remaining draft horse, uh, the one that <laughs> broke through the wall that just begins, like, hightailing it into the city street. Uh, you see some people, like, getting knocked over, uh, some of them yelling and shouting, but this other one, uh, rears itself up and it will, uh, roll a d4 to decide who it attacks. One and two for you, three and four for Grill. That is four, so it'll come forward, rushing at Grill, and it rolls a 19 plus... Oh, God! Six to hit, I believe. Yeah, so it is going to hit Grill. The true boss of this fight. Yeah, the draft horse. <laughs> uh, eight points of damage. Grill takes a knee. He is not quite down, but he is looking incredibly hurt as this draft horse 
gallops over with its gangly legs. He watches it turns rapidly, its foot flinging into the air, cracking grill directly across the place. Uh, blood sprays across the side of this uh, dark-coloured year, and you watch as he sort of like wobbles a bit, looking a bit uh, dazed after that attack. Oh god! <laughs> that brings us to the urchins. The two urchins uh, grab their friend and drag them out of the hole that the horse left previous, and uh, quickly rush away. Okay. Yeah. That'll no. Bring us to your turn. Okay, yeah, I would. I have proficiency in land vehicles and uh, proficiency in animal handling. So I and I've rode horses before. So I'm just gonna dive on the back of this thing and try and start pulling on the reins and get it wrestled to calm it down a little bit. Sure. I'm gonna Thank definitely you. do the hands over the eyes for the blinders thing. With your experience, I'll give you advantage. Awesome. <laughs> God, I needed it. Uh, so then that, that is a 17 as opposed to the 3 that I rolled the first one. All right, as its, as its legs are kicking out everywhere, you manage to time it perfectly and quickly jump in, placing your hands over its eyes and calming it softly as you begin stroking its tattered mane. Uh, you feel its heartbeat slowly subside and slow down to a regular pulse as it is sort of just slowly breathing in your arms currently. That is where we can end initiative if you want. The other, the bunch of the others are just dragging themselves off into the streets. Yeah, for sure. I would yell after them, I'm keeping this! <laughs> you see one of them look back through the crowd and just like look shocked and then quickly rush away. <laughs> uh, as, as you sort of clean your wounds up, uh, Grill begins, he will heal himself for six points of healing as well. Uh, some of his wounds slowly subside and you watch the Goliath uh, keeper of this yurt stand up uh, appreciatively looking over towards you. He'll say, uh, thank you very much for defending this. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, after uh, the horse settles down enough that I don't think it's going to go berserk, um, I would hop off, tie it off somewhere. I'm sure there's a post or something near the entrance. Uh, and then I'd probably yeah, yeah. toss the guy two coins and say, I know this wasn't our fault and we don't have to pay for it, but, you know, that sucked. And uh, here's something to help pay for this because I use the caltrops and whatnot. He would refuse your money and instead say, uh, please take, take, take some things you need as payment. I appreciate it. They probably would have robbed me if not for you. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I definitely do a handshake, a giant hand in mine or whatever. Um, yeah, and yeah. I would take uh, cook utensils um, and then a uh, pipe if I could. Absolutely. Uh, and Grillshard will get a. He is going to find a length of chain, some rope, and put those in his pack. Okay. I raise my eye at the chains, but uh, I don't say anything. <laughs> he uh, gives you a wink and says, uh, there's some great... <laughs> His voice again. There's some great ruffles in the in disco. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, you ready yourself out for the day, uh, preparing for the coming time, uh, Rill will say that he believes somewhere within the darkness hiding, uh, that is where Zalji has been taken and 
he can't he can't explain why, but he gets a strange pull leading in that direction. Okay, yeah, no, I would say uh, before we leave, um, I would find somebody that would stable the horse, and I would throw down a, a, a two gold coins um, to keep it there, just to just in case. And I'd say if we don't return when the two coin is up, then uh, sell the horse uh, and keep it for yourself, or keep it for yourself, or whatever. A uh, deep known man gives you a nod and uh, agrees. Uh, his eyes widen as soon as you pull out two gold coins, and he just keeps nodding the entire time you talk. Yeah, I would do the whole explaining. Now, it looks like it's had a a rough life, you know. Make sure it has plenty of feed, brush it out every day, you know. Give this horse the full treatment kind of a thing. He agrees. He'll say he'll treat it like a king. Awesome. Yeah, then I'd be totally ready to go wherever. All right. As as the day ends, you can either stay here or continue on into the evening. evening, I say loosely as we are underground, but continue on into the night. Uh, Would you like to rest or continue on? Uh, I would, if Grill is good to go, I'd say whatever you think best. I'm fine going if if you are. Uh, Grill, Grill would probably say, um, I will do anything you need, but I wouldn't mind having a bit of a break first. Oh, yeah, he did use his spell stuff, didn't he? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, we can take a rest then. Totally fine with that. He did, he did get walloped as well. <laughs> yeah, he healed me. I was only down three, so I'm good now, uh-huh. though. So, yeah, I'm totally fine with a long rest or whatever he needs. All right, yeah, he takes you back to that giant hammock in the top of the cabin, <laughs> and you enjoy a rest there. It's almost like a, uh, a communal sleeping spot, as uh, there are a number of odd people there just sort of resting side by side, shoulder to shoulder with one another. Yeah, I would definitely uh, keep you... one eye open on that bag of chains just to just to make sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and the night seemingly passes by fine. <laughs> awesome. You've awakened, and you make your way off into the caverns north, I believe, to the darkness time. Correct. Yes. All right, so following this giant cavern, uh, it slowly lurches off into a number of different pathways, uh, one reaching to the left and one going right. Which side would you like to go? Um, I'll go left. Left is always right. right. take the left, indeed. <laughs> As we have the... Uh, I will roll Alright So as you are continuing forward uh, You see a number of Droppings up ahead You can smell them immediately as well The dark light cast over by uh, Grill's light spell upon, uh, Torch uh, Gives you the sight of it At a distance you see a number of Large insect creatures Eating at it before Scurrying away at your presence I would do either some sort of nature or survival check to either figure out what droppings these uh, were made from or um, see how fresh or how close that creature could be to us. Sure, roll a nature check. Okay. Uh, that was only a 12. A 12. Oh, uh, wait, 13. I'm proficient. They look fairly small, very ovuloid, if that's a word. Yep. Um... As you're looking down at them, you, in your experience of life, have seen rats and dealt with their droppings, perhaps. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but these appear to be that on a much larger scale. As you're sort of looking down at them, you see something glinting within the pool itself. Oh, God. I would use my machete to kind of <laughs> scratch it aside. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what you find is the edge of a vial of some kind. 
Oh god, I'm gonna regret this. Uh, I I find a rag or a piece of cloth or something, and I kind of wipe it off as best I can, and uh, ask Grill if he knows anything about this. Uh, Grill will look at them. Oh, 19 plus a whole bunch. I think plus two. Uh, Grill will say, uh, what you pull out is actually a small flask of oil, it seems. The oil itself having a strange glimmer of silver to it. Uh, as he looks at it, he says, uh, this, this is a uh, oil of slipperiness, so it seems. I wonder what it's doing in these wrappings. I uh, take note of that and uh, uh, of what it is, and I ask him if he wants to carry it or if he wants me to. He'll say, uh, oh, you can have that. You found it first. Okay, I'll stuff it in the pack and uh, uh, warily look around for giant oil, flask of oil-eating rats as we continue on. <laughs> yeah, uh, roll a perception check for me. Okay. Hey, not bad. That one is a 12. All right, yeah. You hear some skittering close by, and upon sort of turning around a corner, looking down a small sort of little cavern way, uh, not but 20 feet ahead of you is a little alcove that uh, ends abruptly, and at the end of it are a number of odd-looking rats, uh, two, I'm sorry, three large giant rats, and next to them is a small kobold man. He looks like he's feeding these rats different potions. All right. Uh, I would draw my uh, hand crossbow uh, in one hand and my short sword in the other hand and uh, just kind of creep along to tell we can hear or see what's going on, tell if they're hostile or not, um, but not necessarily say anything yet. All right. Yeah, so uh, as you creep forward, watching over him, Brew will keep your back as well. Uh, you watch him begin pouring odd potions down these rats' gullets, Every single time he does, they swell and change colour and uh, a bit of poo flies out of their backside that turns into a small fireball that uh, <laughs> ricochets against the edge of the cavern. Uh, I, I make a Taco Bell reference that I know Grill doesn't get. <laughs> he looks at you strangely. <laughs> All right, yeah, I, I just keep keep watching until, until I can... Well, I guess I'll make an insight check. How evil and devious does this individual look? Does it look like he's just doing this for shits and giggles, or is he actually trying to raise a flaming two rat army? <laughs> uh, that is only a 12 again. A 12. Uh, looking over him, it seems as though it's hard to read at this distance, but from what you can see, he doesn't have a particularly intimidating stance about him. Uh, he looks like he's just pouring these potions in willy-nilly to see what exactly is going to happen. Okay, I'd step out. I wouldn't uh, sheathe my weapons, but I, I wouldn't point them at them. Um, I'd just kind of, you know, with my hand that's carrying the machete, kind of wave in the air and be like, Hey, how's it going over there? <laughs> As you do, uh, you watch the Three rats just sort of look towards you menacingly. I'll get you to roll initiative. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Alright, uh, that is a 15. Alright. Ooh, girl rolled terribly with a 4. <laughs> Been there, buddy. Oh, the kobold rolled very well with a 20. Wonderful. Yes, indeed. 
Alright, so the kobold will be going first. Let me get that on this stat. <laughs> Alright. So, this kobold uh, sort of eyes glinting as he looks towards you. Uh, worryingly, he reaches into his satchel at his side and he pulls out a basket of some sort, a small sort of woven basket and he's going to huck it over towards you. Uh, you watch as next to you in a five foot space uh, a sudden swarm of centipedes appears as this basket explodes. Oh god. Okay. Uh, and that's his action? Yes, that okay. would be his action and he ends his turn. It is your turn. Okay. Um, using 100% meta knowledge uh, that the centipedes hate fire because I remember laughing my ass off as they almost destroyed one party in the homebrew review. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would 100% uh, just shout at Grill. I say, we need fire! Because uh, I don't have a tinder kit at all. <laughs> so I would, I would just shout, we need fire, and kind of point. Uh, and then I would level my uh, hand crossbow at the kobold in the back and fire. Okay. Uh, that might not hit. Uh, that is a 12. What is with all the 12s? Uh, who were you aiming at? Uh, the kobold. Uh, that will hit. Okay. And then that would yes. have been four points of damage. Awesome. Strike him. You watch him, his body sort of recoil back as the bolt sticks into him. Uh, some blood begins pouring over a small sort of uh, hessian robe that he is wearing. Uh, he lets out a yeet. As he looks back towards you angrily. Alright, uh, yeah, then I'd sheathe my uh, machete and reload the crossbow. Alright, and uh, that will bring us to the rats. So, the three rats. One of them is going to. Oh, they're all going to rush forth and make attack, so I will see who they're going to attack with the d4. Uh, one against you, one against Grill, uh, two against Grill. Alright, so the first one against you. Oh, not very good at all. Uh, is going to be an 8 to hit. No. Alright, that one misses as it bites out towards you. Watch as leaving a trail of ice behind and it as its butt is leaking. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, it is... Uh, the two others are going to attack Brill with two bites. Uh, both will hit no. 17 and an 18 as Grill is going to take... Eight points of piercing damage from both of them. Ouch. Poor Grill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm regretting uh, not buying a healer's kit now. Yeah. That will bring us to Grill. So Grill taking that damage and looking down at these odd creatures. Uh, he is going to pull his dagger out and he is going to attempt to stab one of the giant rats. Oh, natural 20. Nice. All right, so... He deals 4 points of piercing damage and 11 points of necrotic damage. You watch as he channels his energy of the Raven Queen into his blade, a black sheath uh, forming around it as he strikes it down into this rat. Uh, Overall, actually, with the crit, that would be 33 points of damage. And this rat just explodes in a fury of arcane magic. I'll get you to roll a d100 for yeah, for sure. My mouth would be completely open at this point, just staring as a little bits of rat goo, I'm sure, fly into my mouth. Uh, that's 35. <laughs> what was that, sir? 35. 
35, alright. Let me get up my awesome table of random magical effects. <laughs> I love these magical effects. Yeah. You watch as uh, nearby a herd animal appears. I will say that it is a, a goat. <laughs> you watch as close by <laughs> as this thing explodes a part of its entrails fly off and strike against the cabin wall oh, as they slide down and fall to the ground you watch as they suddenly uh, simmer into a goat that is just standing there hopelessly looking around uh, barely able to see it all oh god I have no <laughs> idea what's going on <laughs> alright uh, that will end <laughs> Krill's turn that'll bring us to the kobold <laughs> uh, the kobold, you having struck it previously, is going to uh, pull another invention from his bag. Seven, he is going to do. <laughs> he pulls forth a skunk in a small cage. <laughs> <laughs> he is going to rush over to you with it and hit you with it. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, with a tender hit. That does not quite hit, no. Alright, as he attempts to strike, it just sort of ricochets <laughs> off your back and falls onto the ground, barely able to make enough force to even uh, move your clothing around. Uh, the creature is on the ground now and just sort of like looking around angrily, both at you and mainly at the kobold itself. Oh, that is crazy. <laughs> uh, the swarm of centipedes is actually not necessarily a swarm, but it is a five foot square. Uh, so the yeah, so the five-foot square next to you is swarming with insects. Okay. And, yeah, they are maintaining there. So if you enter that uh, area, it is potentially uh, that you potential that you are going to get bitten. Okay. That'll bring us to your turn. All right. Um, I would go ahead then and uh, uh, stow my crossbow um, and pull out my short sword, uh, or my machete, and... Uh, Go ahead and hack at him. Uh, oh my gosh, I critted that. Oh, nice. Ah, crap for damage, though. Uh, so that's 8 plus 2 for 10. 10 points. On the kobold? Yes. Alright, so you watch <laughs> you strike into this kobold. Uh, are you hitting him with the blade? Yes, I'm going to do the blade. This little bastard tried to... <laughs> yeah, he's getting the blade. <laughs> You thrust down with so much force that you cut into his shoulder and through his clavicle and into his chest. Oh, God. Uh, you, your eyes open wide as you didn't expect this to have so much force behind it. As you pull the blade, he falls limp to the ground. Okay, I, I look around and see what else is going on. And I'm like, I'm not, or, and I uh, shout over at Grill. I'm like, you're not the only one who can do badass stuff. Grill says, uh, uh, no, I just saw. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at you, very impressed. I'm very, very tempted to say, This is the Shadowed Cleft! And kick him, but not going to. <laughs> He's already over on the ground, so you'd just be kicking his dead body at this point. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and we both know that's not very tasty. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Alright, anything else on your turn? Uh, no, because I, I stowed my... Uh, crossbow and pulled out my machete uh, so and nope that's going to be it. Awesome, alright uh, that will bring us to the rats, so the remaining two rats are going to attack you and Grill each. The first one against you is going to be a 14 to hit. Yes. Alright and then against Grill with a 16 to hit, so two hits. 
So the bite against you is going to do ooh, uh, four points of piercing damage. Ugh! And then the bite against Grill will do five points of piercing damage. Watch as it bites into... Oh, he's pretty short, so it would bite uh, onto his shoulder, whereas you are getting bitten on big legs at this point. Ouch. Probably like a dog or mastiff-sized rat almost rushing towards you. That's terrifying. <laughs> all right. Uh, the rats are leaking out all sorts of odd uh, liquids from their bodies, <laughs> and you watch as the area that they are standing on, since they didn't move, in fact, is... Uh, coated in one is coated in ice and the other is coated in green slime. Ugh. Okay, that'll bring us to Grill. Uh, Grill, feeling the pain from these strikes, is going to cast uh, cure wounds upon himself uh, with uh, only four points of healing. He's then going to use his bonus action to disengage away from them and just say, uh, uh, "Good luck, my friend." <laughs> Run away. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I would, um, I would say, I would shout towards him and say, I'll be there in just a minute. All right, so top of the round is the skunk's turn. The skunk is going to, I'll roll for you, Grill, or the kobold on the ground. The kobold on the ground. Oh, God. (laughs) So he watches the dead kobold lying there, uh, bleeding out, just gets completely skunk sprayed right to the face. Oh, God. The, the stench is horrible. But yeah, I almost feel bad for him. Almost. Almost, yeah. Uh, that brings us to your turn. Okay, yeah, I uh, I can use disengage as a bonus action. I took quickened action, so I'm going to disengage from my giant rat and run over and uh, swipe at the giant rat that was attacking Grill. Awesome. Go for it. All right. Uh, that was a 18 to hit. Yes, definitely. And does five points of slashing damage. Oh, nearly enough. Uh, you watch as this thing's barely holding on. As you slash into it across its back, you watch some strange fungus begin, uh, begin growing where uh, your wound was left. Ugh. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, nope, that would have been all my stuff. All right, the rat's turns. Uh, seeing as you attack the one next to Grill, it will make an attack against you. With only a six to hit. Not enough. Alright, and then the other one running up uh, from a distance away is going to hit on you as well with a, oh, only a five to hit. Yeah, even worse. That's from one. Yeah. He watches it slips in some of the ice that's left behind from it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that will bring us to Grill. Grill, looking at these rats as that you are uh, running over to assist him is going to make a stab against one of them and he will get sneak attack because you're within five feet if he hits. Oh yes, definite hit. So, he is going to deal Oh, 14 points of damage. I'll get you to roll a d100 for you. Oh my goodness, that's ridiculous. Uh, 88. 88, perfect. Alright, so, uh, oh god. Looking for some happiness is the name of this one. Oh, a God. turns up out of nowhere and wants to do your bidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you watch as, for some reason, there's a few travelers by. One of them is a uh, dark elven woman. As this thing explodes, some of its entrails fly over and hit her in the face. <laughs> you watch as they slide down, uh, revealing makeup. 
<laughs> she just begins walking over towards you sussily. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on here. She does the whole hand flick and gives you a wink. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I lift up my ring finger on my left hand, like I'm almost like I'm flipping her the bird, but with my ring finger, <laughs> like married. Let's see what uh, roll a persuasion check to get. Oh. oh god, maybe not bad. Uh, that's a fourteen. Oh yes, just what you need. She, in a huff, just like throws her uh, hair back towards you and walks back to her friends. <laughs> It's ridiculous. That is. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> that'll bring us to your turn. Okay. Uh, with one rat. One rat left. Yeah, with one rat remaining, I turn and swipe at it again. Or at that All one. Right, uh, that probably won't hit with a 10. Uh, that will not. No, its AC is 12. Okay. All right, you swipe at it. Uh, you have just enough distraction from this... Uh, Lady of the Night <laughs> coming over towards you that you uh, miss with your sword as you slap at it. Oh, uh, yeah. For my bonus action, I'm going to use the help action uh, with uh, Grill. Uh, give him a plus five or whatever the help action does. Awesome. I think that's advantage for his next attack. Yes, advantage. All right. So uh, the rat is going to uh, make one final stand, being maddened by these potions that it's been fed, and attack you, it is going to attack with a, oh, 18 to hit. Yep. Alright, you take oh, max damage, 6 points of piercing damage. Ugh! As it bites into you, its teeth uh, almost changing from bone to wood as it bites. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That will bring us to Grill's turn. So Grill, with your help as you are distracting the rat, your arms out, so we're trying to gain uh, its attention. Uh, is going to make an attack against it with advantage. <laughs> Still not very good at all. Uh, with an 11 to hit. Oh, with no. a 5 and a 3. So as he uh, strikes out at it, he himself is very perplexed by this Lady of the Night, and his eyes are sort of like wandering over there, still <laughs> looking over. <laughs> and uh, you're like, yeah, you say, like, come on, real or something, and he looks back, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, and tries to make an attack, but... Uh, his mind is somewhere else. <laughs> I reflect on it was probably a good idea that I took the oil of slipperiness. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, uh, the skunk at this point, the centipedes have disbanded and scurried off to their own ways. Uh, the skunk is going to attempt to spray one of you. <laughs> it is going to spray Grill. Oh no! You watch as this green mist suddenly flies across <laughs> the way and into Grill's face. Uh, he succeeds on his constitution saving throw and he is not uh, poisoned, but he is uh, swatting at his face trying to get the stench away from him. That's Your turn. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, swipe at the... Uh, uh, Rat once again. Hey, that one will hit with a 15. Awesome, yeah. And does five points of damage. Alright, as you hack into it, uh, I don't believe this one had been damaged yet. No. So, uh, it is still holding on barely, but uh, you watch blood begin gurgling up from its stomach and coming out of its mouth, uh, the color of which is like a uh, amber. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, <laughs> the rat's turn. Uh, the rat in fury is going to bite you. Oh, for a 10 to hit. Not quite enough. All right, that will end its turn. Grill's turn. Uh, Grill is going to try and redeem himself. Uh, he is going to try and strike it. Actually, he is going to cast Inflict Wounds upon the creature. Oh, God. Oh, yes. With a 15 to hit. But I believe that's 3d10 necrotic damage. Yep. Oh, 10. 9. 10. Oh, man. Oh. 29 points of damage. <laughs> uh, roll a d100. Um, 22. 22. All right, let's see what's going on here. Singing. Uh, so you watch as <laughs> Grill just begins a beautiful rendition of uh, the Rick Roll song. <laughs> I give you up as he dances off, uh, unable to stop singing for the next minute. <laughs> I am. Uh, yeah, I'm like. Uh, other than the singing, where can I get me some of that? <laughs> uh, you'd have to have asked the lovely kobold man before you hacked him in half. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, that was fun. Um, (laughs) That was great. That was ridiculous, but great. Yes. In the spirit of the chaos plan. Exactly. Uh, As you recover from that very odd endeavor, you watch that cart with the lady pull off as uh, Grill looks on longingly (laughs) doing his regular longing stare, but for this this time you know what exactly he is longing for. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> as you uh, rest up, would you uh, like to take a short rest or anything I should ask? Yeah, I would definitely want to take a short rest. And as he looked longingly after her and after he got done swinging uh, singing, I would put my hand on his shoulder and say, Don't worry, Grill, I'll never give you up. <laughs> uh, he, he says that. Uh, Thank you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to expend two hit die then um, to recover 10, 14, 14 of my health points, and that'll bring me all the way back up to max. Yes, he will spend two hit die to recover the rest of his hit dice that he lost and bring him back up to max. Well. Awesome. All right, so he will say to you, um, I, I can feel it's close by. I know Loudy, he's nearby. I feel it somehow. Alright, I gesture with my hand to lead the way. As you begin walking, he kind of looks to you and says, uh, So where are you from, anyway? Minden, Nebraska. <laughs> I don't know where that is. <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to, sir. Uh, eventually, the path continues on, but there's a small offshoot uh, to the left. You watch as Grill spots it, his eyes kind of blinking as he stares longingly towards it. And he says, uh, I think Zalgy's down here. Hmm, like, what, is it the same kind of look he's been given this whole trip, or longingly, like, something is else is pulling him that way? Uh, roll that inside check. Uh, 17. Uh, definitely looks like something else, yeah. I would kind of tap him on the shoulder and use the help action to kind of help him, you know, well, no, because help doesn't do guidance, uh, doesn't do anything for, uh, like, that kind of thing, would it? Um, uh, it can, it can, in theory, give advantage on any skill check, so if he were to make, like, a, 
survival check or something to try and track or something along those lines. You could definitely help him out in that regard. Okay, yeah, then I'd definitely use the help action and be like, no, th- look, look again. That that doesn't feel right to me. All right, he will, uh, he will make a survival check to look for some sort of tracks around the area or any sign that uh, Zalji has moved through here. With a 13, he's looking, he uh, says, uh, I can't find anything here. Maybe you're right. Okay, yeah, and as I say, yeah, you know, you're probably right. I'll hang back just a couple of steps and look down that passageway, just like not going there, but just looking to see what I could see. All right, roll out perception. Yep, that was a 15. (laughs) All right, uh, it looks like it winds on for a fair distance until it goes out of your sight. Uh, this cavern's very bare, uh, the tunnel, sorry, is very bare. Uh, doesn't look like it's been carved, it looks very natural. Um, but, yeah, it goes on for an indeterminate amount of, uh, distance. Okay, yeah, then I just ignore it and keep following him. Okay, he says, uh, maybe we should go down this way. Just gotta trust my gut, you know? Yes, I agree. Alright, so, as you continue forward, you continue... Uh, walking on for another few hours and you feel uh, your the longing for rest begin to take you as uh, the endeavor of the day has uh, worn you down a fair amount. Would you like to push on or uh, take a rest? Uh, if Grill thinks it's safe to rest here, um, then uh, I'd be willing to rest. I'll, uh, I'll what kind of check what I need to do to kind of get my opinion on whether it's safe or not. Uh, well, uh, you can roll nature or survival, whichever you choose. Okay, I'll go nature. Uh, that was a 12. Uh, 12. Uh, there's been a few sort of offshoot caverns and, uh, tunnels leading away, but this one has stayed on a very true path. You feel as though it may be like a sort of, uh, central walkway almost, like, uh, wild creatures and whatnot could potentially walk up and down here. Okay, then I'd definitely say, you know, we could take a long rest here, but let's set watches to uh, split the duty there. All right, yeah, Grill will definitely uh, take first watch, allowing you to rest first. Awesome. All right, roll me a D100 for me. All right. Uh, 86. 86. All right, as you are resting, you have dreams of this huge shifting monster a slime-like creature with a human in its grasp. Uh, a number of smaller beings around it are bowing down to it uh, as you're getting terrified by this, knowing that this is Jubilix, uh You see a raven sort of pass in front of your vision and everything slowly fades to black. Okay, yeah, I would definitely muffle any scream that I have waking up, because that's terrifying. I know just enough about Jubilix's stats to know that that is not something I want to tangle with. <laughs> All right. So uh, you set watch after uh, having a short rest. Oh, sorry, a long rest. And Grill then takes rest. The uh, sleep schedule passes by without a hitch, and you manage to wake up feeling well-rested, uh, both of you. All right. As you continue on the day, I will roll up something. All right. So... Uh, walking forward as you continue on your journey to find Zalji, you stumble upon a strange shaft off to the right. Uh, it looks man-made, uh, the edges of which appear to be brick and fairly well-crafted together. Hmm. I'd definitely be into approaching cautiously. 
Uh, once again, hand crossbow in one hand and short sword or machete in the other. Yeah, and uh, Grill, with his uh, knowledge of stonework being a rock gnome, uh, will attempt to ascertain what creature exactly could have potentially made this. Yeah. Uh, with a 19, he'll say, uh, it appears to be a human make some kind. Okay, yeah, that would be very intriguing since we're kind of under dark type area um, with uh, uh, humans down here. He uh, gives you a look over and says, uh, uh, I feel the pool of sound. Okay, I would walk up even more cautiously, expecting some sort of trap or whatever, because I think I thought he was supposed to be lost or whatever, kidnapped or something along those lines. Sure, yeah. Roll a uh, perception check for me. Uh, deception? Or, oh, perception or investigation if you gotcha. Uh, looking for traps. Uh, perception would be a 14. All right. Uh, as you're walking forward, you notice there is a staircase that takes the path. Uh, looking around it, it does appear to have some mechanical trap. The stairs look slick with slime, and it looks like the there's something to trigger. It looks like on the stairs themselves, they depress a little. And that would cause some kind of trap to trigger. You're not exactly sure with that roll what exactly the trap is. Is there a way to climb up the side uh, without going up the stairs? Or uh, There are a number of torch sconces along the edges. They are unlit and do not have torches in them, but you could attempt to climb from sconce to sconce. It would require a acrobatics check. Okay, yeah. Um, not great at acrobatics, but I can give it a try. Sure. Not great at acrobatics. Uh, that was a 13. All right. Yeah, that's just fine. As you okay. manage to work your way along slowly, flicking your leg up, getting it on there, then reaching your arm out, and you manage to get down this staircase slowly, uh, leading your way to the bottom, which opens up into a large room. Uh, let's see if Grill will do the same. Uh, Grill does not, with only a 9. Uh, as he begins to try to do it, you watch him fall down on the stairs. As soon as he hits the stairs, the, all of the stairs together at once turn diagonally, and he begins sliding down. Okay, yeah, I'd hurry after him as fast as I could. Okay, yeah. Uh, you watch him slide past you and into the center of the room, and as he hits that center of the room, he passes over a stone, and you watch as the ceiling slowly begins vibrating. Um... I've got, I've got, believe it or not, in my pack, I've got a hard hat. So I would put the hard hat on and dive in there after him to try and get him out of there. All right. Uh, you do just that, grasping onto him and beginning to pull him away. The stairs are still slick and diagonal. Uh, the room itself is probably only about 30 foot by 30 foot, very square. Uh, there doesn't appear to be any doorways, entryways leading off anywhere else. This appears to be a dead end. But you do notice that all of the uh, floors, the walls, everything is completely clean. Hmm. Uh, As the room continues to rumble, uh, you see a small square beginning to open up about 10 foot by 10 foot, and you watch as a huge gelatinous cube drops into the center of the room. Ugh. Squishing uh, slime flying everywhere, and you see a partly decomposed humanoid body in its uh, chest, let's say. Okay. Get your roll initiative. Alright. Hey, there's my low number. Uh, that is a three. Three. <laughs> Alright. Oh, not very much, not much better for 
Grill with a 10. A bit better, but uh, the Latmus Cube turn. Oh, 11 minus. What's its minus? Minus 4. <laughs> with a 7. Alright, so that will. Uh, top of the round. Grill will go first. You watch as he's looking towards this gelatinous cube. He uh, will use the search action and say, um, stay back to you. He says, uh, that, that's Zalgian. Oh, God. Uh, uh, yeah, it took me a second. I'm like, who? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, he's obviously very, very dead. Um, uh, I just kind of say, okay, well, break out the big guns because this will not be a fun fight. <laughs> All right. Uh, for his bonus action, he will disengage behind you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that'll bring us to the gelatinous cube. So the cube has a movement speed of 15 feet. It is in the center of the room, so it is going to be able to move towards you. Uh, as it is moving, it moves up to its speed while doing it so it can enter your space. Uh, so I'll get you to make a DC 12 dexterity saving throw. Oh, thank goodness I took proficiency there. Uh, that was a... not enough. That's a 7. Alright, you are engulfed. Oh god. Oh no. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, on a failed save, the cube enters your space, so you feel yourself pulled within this strange creature. Uh, you take... 13 points of acid damage Oh god As, <laughs> as you are engulfed uh, So when you move You are moved with it uh, You can attempt to escape by making action Using a DC 12 strength check yep. Yeah. So if you if you Start your turn inside of it uh, You fear that you will Slowly be disintegrated Oh I guarantee it because that was enough to take me down To bloody <laughs> Oh no uh, you watch as <laughs> as you are swallowed within this thing. You're almost pushed face to face with the decomposing corpse of Zalji. Wonderful. Yes. Uh, that will bring us to Bob, your turn. Okay. Uh, then, yeah, uh, I guess first, since I'm face to face with this corpse, do I see anything of use on it? Uh, you do see a number of interesting items on it. Uh, he's wearing a pack. The pack doesn't appear to uh, have degraded what's more. Okay. Um, well, in self-preservation mode, uh, I would uh, try to escape as best as I'm able to. Okay. Luckily, I have yeah, I have a better oh, strength check. than Dex. Luckily, yeah, that's definitely enough. Uh, Fifteen plus four. Awesome. Yeah, you managed to push your way out, swimming through the cube and exiting on the other side of it. I just do yeah, that yeah, whole yeah, doggy yeah. shake thing. And then um, disengage as a bonus action, and I'm going to run my full 35 feet if I'm able to to get out of the way. Yeah, absolutely. You managed to get away all the way across the other side of the room. That will bring us to Grill. Uh, Grill is going to disengage as well, moving 25 feet. Uh, Next to you, the cube will get an attack of opportunity on him as he runs away. Oh, wait, no, he disengaged, sorry. I will not. So he gets within five feet of you, and he is going to put his hand over and touch you and cast Cure Wounds upon you. Oh, thank goodness. That is going to be nine points of healing. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I look at him with a single tear running down my eye, and I whisper, Thank you! <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, no problem at all. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that'll bring us to the gelatinous cube, which slowly begins making its way over towards you. 
Okay. And we'll move 15 feet in your direction. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, then it's my turn? Yes. Okay. Uh, I will whip out my hand crossbow and just start plunking it full of stuff. That's... All right. Go for it. Uh, that's an 11 plus 3 for 14. Yes. All right. And not much for damage, only four points. Then uh, bonus action reload, and I'm going to step back 15 feet to keep that same distance and just kind of circle this room or whatever as much as possible to stay outside of that range. Absolutely. Cool. All right, that'll bring us on to Grill. Grill is going to run forward and stab at it with his uh, with his dagger. With a 24 to hit, surprisingly. Wow. That is going to be only five points of damage to the cube. Okay. Watch as he slices off a perfect chunk of jelly that leaves on the edge of his knife. As he retracts, he is going to then uh, use a dash to dash away. The cube will get an attack of opportunity on But it misses as he gets 15 feet away, uh, readying himself beside you. Oh, goodness. I sweat, and I'm like... Ah, uh, if you have ranged anything, now would be the time to break it out. Don't risk it. <laughs> Alright, so the cube is going to slowly urge itself forward. Uh, you watch the corpse of your friend, of, uh, Ur- sorry, Zaldi, of uh, Grill's friend within, slowly, like, moving with each uh, slump, this thing moves forward towards you. Uh, it is not going to get within range to make an attack against you. So it will spend its turn just slowly moving over towards you. Okay. Uh, why fix one ain't broken? I'm going to shoot her with the crossbow uh, and then reload and move back 15 feet. So that is a 14 to hit for four points of damage. Awesome. Yeah, you strike through it. it you watch as it uh, wiggles as the bolt passes through. Uh, you partly strike Zalji within, who uh, his arm like partly breaks off, and you watch some fractures appear within uh, his skeleton. I wince and like, sorry! <laughs> Alright, uh, that will bring us to Grill. So Grill, uh, being next to you, is going to make an attack against the creature. With his dagger and hit, he will get sneak attack on this. He deals 13 points of piercing damage. Uh, you watch as his blade once more uh, glows with that dark, vibrant light. Nice. And he slashes into it, the inside of the creature, uh, glowing this same colour, and you watch as a hunk of it shoots out the side. Uh, as he does so, um, you watch as the body of Zalji slowly begins to, like, move and churn. Uh, that's weird. <laughs> Alright, that'll bring us to the gelatinous cube. Oh, wait, did we have your turn on that? Uh, it, didn't it go gelatinous, then me, then uh, grill? Yes. Okay, so, so then it would be... again. Yep. Uh, you moved away from it already, did you not? Yes. Okay, it will uh, begin slowly making its way over towards uh, Grill, and it will get just within range to make an attack roll against them with its pseudopod. <laughs> oh man, that's a terrible roll. Uh, 11 to hit. It misses him. He managed to duck out of the way as it knocks his nice hat off. Uh, uh, Alright, at the end of its turn you watch as the corpse of Zalji slowly begins sort of lurching forward out of it and grasping at the edges. Okay, that's <laughs> frightening. It's your turn. Uh, I'll shoot the cube again. <laughs> I, right. I, I don't know what else to do at this point. Uh, that is an 18 to hit. 
for uh, only four points of damage. Alright. Very steady points of damage there. Pretty much. Alright, Grill uh, is going to huck his dagger over towards it. Actually, no, he'll just run over towards it and stab it, then disengage or dash away. With a, it's impossible not to hit this thing, honestly, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> he is going to deal 14 more points of damage to it. Goodness gracious. You watch as he stabs into it, it glows once more. Uh, the dark, vibrant light passing through the body of Zaldi, and you watch as his fingers sort of curl to the outside. Uh, his form almost disappears from the legs up and out his fingers, and he turns into a bunch of crows that begin hovering around the room. Oh, that is nuts. That is crazy. All right. Uh, Gelatinous Cube, not really knowing what to do because it doesn't have intelligence. It's just going yeah. to uh, attempt to move into the space of Grill. So Grill is going to make a dexterity save, which he makes with ease as oh. he manages to duck out of the way of it. Uh, it pushes him five feet back, but is he is not uh, engulfed by it. Uh, at the end of its turn, you watch these crows begin almost coalescing into this strange creature of uh, sticks and thatch. The crows almost like weaving themselves together to make this vaguely humanoid form. Okay. Your turn. Uh, I would definitely just warily keep an eye on what's going on there and just keep doing what I've been doing. Um, so I shoot. That is a 19 to hit. Minimum this time for two points of damage, uh, and then I'll reload and back off 15 feet. Sure. All right, uh, Grill's turn. He sort of looks over towards uh, this effigy of sticks and crows and ravens, sorry, and uh, his eyes like opening wide as a tear runs down his face as he looks longingly towards it. Uh, he says, um, my queen, you, you're here. And uh, that will be its turn. Uh, the gelatinous cube now seems almost nullified as it's just sort of sitting there. Uh, we'll take a step out of combat as this strange entity begins, like, lurching forward towards you, Bob. Um, well, if it, as long as it doesn't look super hostile, I mean, Grill trusts it, obviously. So then I would... Grill, Grill gets down on a knee and is, like, half crying in its presence. Okay, yeah, I wouldn't drop to a D, but I would definitely lower the crossbow, and I can't really look it in the eye, but I would look at it, like just trying to see what it's going to do, I guess. You watch as it walks towards you, its form slowly shifting, it almost appears infinitely tall. As it looks down upon you, you hear uh, this voice within your mind say, uh, What do you want most? Uh, definitely to get home. She uh, looks towards you oh, as best she can with ravens and sticks making up the majority of her body. <laughs> but she says, <laughs> she says, uh, you've done a service looking for my follower. I'm happy to help. She looks down towards Grill and looks back towards you and says, um, I can assist you if you help me in return. It all of a sudden clicks to me, the whole patron... Uh, uh, patron uh, warlock uh, uh, magic thing, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, definitely, <laughs> I can, I can help. As you say, I can help you. Watch her turn into thousands of little crows that hover around the room before flying up the tunnel, obscuring everything in your wake. And as you look on, you are back within 
dragon's price, uh, you have been, uh, yeah, you wake, you, uh, sorry. As you look forward once more, you are within dragon's price as the crows and ravens disband. Uh, Grill is standing next to you and his eyes are just sort of open wide. Okay, yeah. You, you uh, have the blessings of the queen upon you. I, I definitely like, you know, do that whole look at my arms and my hands and, and, and try and think magical thoughts to make magic happen. <laughs> uh, what spells are you thinking of learning? Uh, first one is my favorite spell of all time in D&D, and it's Find Familiar. So I would definitely want to, uh, like, a raven or a, probably a raven, uh, uh, like, summon it forth kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, you watch as the raven's feather on uh, Grill's hat slowly begins twitching, and from it grows a full raven that uh, swoops down onto your shoulder. Oh, that is so cool. Okay, yeah, no, I, I would definitely just keep thinking magical thoughts to see what I can do until I'm magically exhausted <laughs> and can't do anything else. All right, so uh, as you are thinking that, uh, you feel a well, you feel the hand sort of pass onto you uh, as a grill touches you, and uh, he says, uh, I, "I heard what you wanted, and uh, I think think I can help after what you've done. I uh, I know a way I can get you to." Port City. Yeah, one hundred percent. Now that now that I know Port City, and I'm like, oh yeah, duh, that would be the place to go. He kind of nods his head and says, "Uh, I can take you there. There'll be no problem." Yeah, I follow very willingly. All right. Yeah, he uh, makes his way through Dragon's Price, uh, leading you to a small canal that runs in a tunnel and heads towards Niska. He says uh, he will pay the price for you to catch a ferry. That will take you there, where you can then catch a uh, another ship to Port City. Okay, yeah, I would grip his arm, you know, in that that forearm handshake thing, and I would definitely say, I hope I see you again soon. Good luck. Be healthy. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, and he'd he'd say, uh, when you get home, say hello to your friends in Minden. <laughs> I, that is legitimately what I would do. I would just laugh. <laughs> that is awesome. He looked. He shakes his head, thinking you're insane, and bids uh, <laughs> you farewell before making his way back into the city. Yeah, I would say, watch out for drop bears, and that's going to be my inside joke. <laughs> All right. Well, that is where we will end this episode of the Chaos Burn. That is fantastic. Thank you so much, Braden, for running this. Uh, and trying, I, to, trying to weave those things together into an actual story was very difficult. I bet. I bet. That cobalt encounter, that was, like, mind-blowing. I'm like, the hell is going on here? <laughs> I was, yeah, I was just like, I, I rolled my things up and I was like, oh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> Jubilix is somehow going to be a villain in this. And I'm like, well, maybe he has a gelatinous cube in the Underdark. I don't know. And then it was like, and how do I put in the Raven Queen, which we rolled as your patron, into that? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> exactly. That was fantastic. I'm, I am oh, really fun. psyched to see what ends up happening with this, and I am so psyched to see what happens when you run a group game of the Chaos Plan. Especially, yeah. you know, no, spoiler, no spoilers, but those Coral Ents, I'm looking forward to that. I think, I think there's one thing we've truly learned here today, and that is that Draft horses kick ass. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They damn near kicked my ass. I was down there below bloodied, I think, in that encounter. 
Alright, well thank you very, very much, Braden, and I cannot wait to get in on a group game and have you DM again sometime. That was a ton of fun. Awesome. Thanks, Bob. Thank yep. you, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this introduction of The Chaos Plan. Hopefully, we will be very soon starting to record the full games, and once we do, they will be available for listening up on our Patreon account. We hope you really enjoyed it. Uh, I know this is a ton of fun for us here, and we are open to bringing in absolutely anybody that wants to. Just join our Patreon account, and we promise that you will be a part of the Chaos Plan game. You will get an intro mission like this, and then at least one group mission, and when scheduling works out with everybody, we can get multiple groups going as this isn't going to be one continual storyline. This is going to be a series of one-shots that all meld together into an overarching idea and campaign. So if this is something that interests you, if there's a homebrew you really want to play, if there's a class, a race, something that really resonates with you, with you that you think would be a lot of fun to bring here, we encourage you to join the Patreon, put it up, and we will make it happen. Uh, you will also get a custom magic item that will grow with you throughout the campaign, and you can help use that item to shape the adventure in what you do. So if this is something that you feel interests you, please, please, please join our Patreon account, and we would be more than happy to get you on the show here. To do that, go to patreon.com slash adventuringguild, and I hope to see you there. 